Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of ATDC Radio on the Business Radio X Networks. Stone Payton Lee Cantor here with you. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the program with next jurist, Mr. Nathan Wynn. Good morning, sir. Morning. Well, Nathan, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about next jurist? How are you serving folks? Uh, well, next jurist is uh, uh, a platform that's made for the legal industry. It's essentially a knowledge sharing and expertise matching platform. What we do is we provide a corporate in-house lawyer with uh, legal content from trusted law firms uh, through a video-driven platform uh, that brings learning directly to them. So they're getting learning in one des- uh, destination instead of having to peck around at various law firms' websites or you know attending live events and things like that to, to get the legal resources they need. So now, how is it done currently if they're not using NextJurus? What is their process now? Well, the process now is, so the legal industry is, um, uh, you know, it's a huge industry. In-house legal department probably spends about $300 billion a year on legal services. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the average cost of lawyers, they're kind of expensive for, for corporate needs. Uh, you know, it's easily $500 an hour. And so law firms, uh, you know, want to engage with in-house legal department to be able to offer uh, their services. Um, and but it's a competitive field. There are many great law firms out there. Uh, so one of the ways that the uh, law firms try to engage with in-house is to offer, you know, to showcase their uh, thought leadership and their expertise right. in area. Um, I mean, if you're in-house, you're tasked with managing managing the legal needs of the company, and it's diverse, and you're not going to be not going to have the knowledge in every area. So, so sometimes they have to hire kind of somebody that has specific knowledge. Yes. And then, so then they have to work with an outside law firm. Yes. And so how do they, and your problem addresses how they find the appropriate. Yeah. So the currently right now, uh, law firm engages with in-house by offering legal content. You know, they'll, they'll offer, you know, they'll offer educational content, keep legal insights and development to keep in-house updated to the mm-hmm. current law. And in, in a way to showcase their expertise. Right. And the way they're doing that now is through live events, which they offer for free. You know, they'll have seminars and things like that to people to come. But you know how hard it is to go to a seminar to live right. things. Uh, the other way, the more forward thinking firms, and there are very few of these right now, will actually record those live events and turn them into uh, online uh, training programs for their clients and in-house lawyers. Now, the problem with that is um, law firms are not technology companies. Sure. So, uh, so they typically you know, will license a third-party uh, platform to deliver this online training. Uh, uh, you know, the, the second problem is, uh, in essence, the, you know, the content is only accessible to their clients. Um, and, you know... For, for an in-house lawyer to get the content, you basically have to grind through websites, you know, with various law firms' website. And, and you know, you might go to one law firm, get some content, another law firm. And remember, there are very few of these firms to begin with to have the online training program. So what we do is we change all that. We provide a platform that's free to law firm to deliver all their content through us, and we deliver it directly to in-house legal team. 
and it's free. as they need it for whatever that specific bit of knowledge is. So yes. it's curated. It's curated, and it is curated based on their uh, legal area of interest, you know, and their industry sectors and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, instead of you know, you have to the in we we change the perspective instead of you know in house lawyers having to go and seek out expertise, we bring them the expertise. Um, and you know they 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 hold a purse. They are the spender in the legal industry, and uh, you know they shouldn't have to go out there to find all the um, expert knowledge they need. So now the business model is what? So the it's free for the in-house, and then it's they- free for in-house, and it's free for law firms. Uh-huh. So how do we make money? Um, uh, quite, you know, if you there aren't that many in-house lawyers. There are one point three million lawyers um, in the U.S., and only about ten percent are in-house. So the other 90% still need the legal education, still need uh, to get their, you know, uh, continuing education every year to uh, qualify to right. their requirement as a uh, practice law. And so basically we sell the content to those 90%. So they're the ones that are providing it for the in-house. The Ooh. law firms are providing it to the in-house for free. Right. Right. And they do that right now anyway. Right. So and they don't mind doing that they because they, doing that that's because kind of lead gen for them, right? That's how they do business development. That's right. That's how they showcase their expertise, their thought leadership, and you know they want a piece of that $300 billion legal services business. And then those 90% that are providing the content to the 10% of in-house, they're the people that pay you to be part of the platform? They they don't pay us to deliver the content. What we do is they they the the uh, practicing lawyer, the lawyers of the law firm, would pay us to get content like the aggregated content, the same content that the in-house people would get. Mm-hmm. So, so they get it in order to do the continuing education to keep they legal updates and updated. things like that. Yes. And then, uh, so how did you get into this? Well, are you a lawyer? What's your background? Uh, yes, <laughs> for uh, in fact, a uh, lawyer for fifteen years, um, actually more than fifteen years now. Uh, I was practicing in Silicon Valley um, at some big law firms and uh, in-house legal team as well. My partners, I have two business partners. They're uh, co-founders, and they're also lawyers. Um, uh, one of them has been practicing in Atlanta for fifteen years as a patent lawyer um, at major firms. The other one was. Uh, 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 GC at several public companies and uh, private companies. That's where I met him 10 years ago. And he was also a partner at Wilson Sonsini. And we just really saw the gap, the profound gap in this industry, you know, of uh, law firms trying to engage with in-house. And the way they were doing it was just, you know, not, not uh, convenient and, and, and best for in-house. And then, so once you kind of have that realization, you mentioned lawyers typically aren't kind of first movers, early adopters. They're not. Right. So how do you kind of open their minds to this kind of new thinking? Well, in a way, it's sort of new thinking. In a way, it's not because they're already generating the content right now. Right. Right. And and, and right now, it's uh, they, they do the live event. Some of them will record it. And not many law firms will actually have a learning management system delivered to clients. And so afterward, it just sits fallow. And, uh, you know, uh, and we're just saying, take the same content, put it on our platform and reach, you know, and give it to in-house that are really looking for, you know, the learning content. So now, how did you find these first people to pay you? Uh, well, it's a premium. It's a premium model. So it, it, we don't charge law firms to put content on. So it's freemium in yeah. the sense that they can put the content on, 
the in-house can look at it for free. Yes. But at some point, somebody has to pay. So they're going to pay to get kind of higher up in the listing or they get some... No. So the way we do it now is um, the lawyers from... Remember, 90% of the lawyers are not in-house. They they would still like to get the same content, uh, you know, the continuing education credits and things like that, and we sell it to them. And then, so you're you get to how do you how do you get the accreditation to allow them to get the continuing education? We don't we don't do that. So the law firms provide that. Uh huh. But does somebody have to bless the content to say that's good enough? If you view this, then you're going to get. So typically, the state bars, uh, not not every state's the same, but state bars typically would do that. But law firms would typically have uh, the certification to bless their own content. Okay, so then their content is deemed worthy enough to be. If you watch it, then you're accredited or pass a test or something like that. And then, so then you're collecting all that in your learning management system. Yeah. So, you know, imagine, you know, right now, if you go to our, uh, uh, platform, we, I mean, we just recently launched last month and we got, uh, you know, around good 10 big law firms or so providing content already. <laughs> now, right away, you're, you're better off than one law firm that you can go to. Right. So now you have right? choices. Yes. Right. And, and, you know, and they're big law firms, you know, we have like, you know, some of our early adopters include like, uh, 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 Norton Rose, Oakley Deacon, Morris Manning Martin, which is a big firms with uh, supporting here in Atlanta. Sure. Yep. And then, so what's your biggest challenge now? Uh, the biggest challenge now is uh, basically getting uh, a wider adoption with all the law firms to get them to know about the platforms. To you know, this is marketing type stuff, right? Right. Um, and actually, the the other biggest challenge is you as you've quite. Uh, you know, if you've, you observed correctly, you know, law firms are not quick movers, right? They're very conservative and, um, not many law firms produce video content. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting because if you look at video traffic on the internet worldwide, it's like 85% video right. right now. Law firms is probably at, you know, you're talking about 2% or less. So that's the biggest challenge. And then, so part of your challenge is to teach them how to create the content or is that? Well, we, we, yes, we, we want to encourage them to, uh, right. You encourage them, but yes. at some point they have to do it. So and the way, the way we do it right now is we look at law firms that already have content. There are many forward thinking law firms, like right? many in terms like how many, many, uh, like 10% of 10%, that 9, but 90%, 10%, let's say we, we, let's say we'd have two, the top 200 offer, maybe, you know, let's say a good 10%. Are, are really 40 forward thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's better than what's existing right now where you right. have to go website by website. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, 40 law firms still produce a lot of rich content. I mean, there are some really good law firms out there like Norn Rose and Oaketree, you know, to produce just great, great, uh, legal content. So it's Morris Manning for the startup communities and things like that. Now, is some of the challenge that a lot of the, even the ones that do produce content, they think that themselves are good at doing this, but they're not really, they're you know, on air yes. personalities <laughs> that have, you know, that are capturing someone's attention. Like you mentioned, that most content is visual now through, um, you know, video. Most of those are not really but, great quality either. You're very keen in our observation. I mean, we've talked to many firms in the Atlanta area, obviously. And a lot of firms would come to us and say, well, we're, we would, we're, you know, we're excited about your platform. We want to participate, but right now we don't have uh, video content. And I'm like, well, well, it's not so hard to generate video content, but they're, they're more conservative firms and they are looking at CN and quality type 
production, right. which will cost a lot to do. And also it's their brand they were yes. trying to protect. So they don't want to put their people in a way that makes them not look as good as their brand to warrant those $500 an hour. Yes. But interestingly, right. if you look at uh, the way that partners now go and deliver content, I mean, partners generally go lecture and speak right. for free, right? right. To, to, to let people know about them. They'll go on uh, programs like PLI, which is a very big thing. It's a practicing law institute that generate a lot of uh, great, uh, you know, uh, continue education content for to keep lawyers up to date. Mm-hmm. And if you look at them, they're mainly like what we're doing now, talk show, you know, podcasts, or, you know, they're sitting on a panel and, and, and a hotel with somebody recording. That is what the legal market, that's what we're used to consuming right now. Right. But again, from a, a perceived brand quality, that's not very visually interesting. It's not very compelling. That may be the way that it's done now, but it's not something that someone's going, oh my God, that is that's that, worth paying attention to. That's true. But that's, you know, that's the bar that we're at right now. <laughs> and it's also the partners that go on these shows represent their firm. Right. So it's the firm brand carries with it. Now, what we hope is that by creating this platform, we can we will generate better and better video because they'll see what other firms are doing. Right, that's pushing the envelope yes. a little bit. That's right. And to make it a little more visually compelling mm-hmm. because some things are, it have to use video in order to communicate the messaging. Like a, it's more show than tell. But a lot of the legal stuff is more tell than show and they're just using video as kind of the medium to communicate and, and you you know you, you're right that there are other startups out there that i know that are trying to up the quality of the videos so they would take the challenge themselves right that's not your on. lane though we're not because right. we we don't want to do video production right we, we don't know anything about video right. production we will let the firms do it we'll let the individual lawyers do it and we're we're hoping that over the long run you know the quality will go up naturally when they, they see right. what others are doing and uh, for you, how did you, uh, how come you chose ATDC? You mentioned earlier that, you know, your background was in Silicon Valley. Well, when I first started this, my uh, partner's in Atlanta, right? And we were looking to see, you know, I've actually started looking to develop this out of Silicon Valley because obviously- right, that's Silicon, where you work. Yes, right. and it's, you know, where everything's at. Right. Um, when I started looking into it, you know, I started looking to getting programmers, you know, actually I, I myself was a former engineer and so was my partner. So, you know, I've d- done a little dabbling in programming, but not, you know, that's after 15 years of law, that's, it's not useful anymore. <laughs> right. uh, but, you know, I, uh, you know, the, the problem is getting talent in Silicon Valley is really hard unless you're an Uber or Facebook, you know, right. where you're in a niche market like us, it's really hard. And in Atlanta, it's just a perfect place. I mean, you have, you know, you have great Georgia techs here, Emory. University. Right. So you have the techno- yeah. technological talent and then you have law firms, the and, at least regional sized law firms. that, And can, the cost is not crazy. Right. Right. To, to get talent, to, and, and then you get the support of like a place like ATDC, you know, where, uh, there are many incubators, um, in the, in the Silicon Valley area, but their model is a little different. Like mm-hmm. ATDC is really just there to help us and not you and know, take a piece of that's equity. Right. That's right. <laughs> that's and, a big differentiator. It's, huh? Well, it's a big differentiator, <laughs> not just from the, that side, but if they're taking a piece of equity, they also tend to like, you know, companies with a lot more potential, not right. a niche market player like right. us. And then so um, 
when you were choosing amongst different places to land to do this. So how was that? Like you landed on ATDC ultimately, right? But you well, were choosing amongst several. Uh, no, it's I mean, my, I, I, as I mentioned, my partner was a patent lawyer, and he he was actually a, a patent attorney at Dwayne Morris, and he quit and started his own practice. Mm-hmm. And then one of the clients that he resent was actually a prolific inventor, he, who, Georgia Tech um, uh, professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he some of his companies are some of his invention are actually part of the ATDC startup now. Right. Uh, I think uh, software and stuff like that. But you know, and he was the one that says, "Well, you guys should." joined ATDC and actually we've never heard of ATDC before that and we started looking into it and he was very supportive he says a lot of he uh, you know he ran a lot of his startup through ATDC mm-hmm. you know his uh, patents and things like that. and that's where when we got uh, started looking into it so that was the first time you had ever heard of it well we're, we're not startup people you know we're right. lawyers so we don't really but you were in Silicon Valley yes. there was, so the reputation of ATDC hasn't at least gotten to where you were in Silicon Valley no it, was, it didn't it hadn't and so then you hear about it and you check it out. So what made you say, okay, I guess maybe let's play this out. And, and well, it's it was an, it's an incredible program, you know. Uh, ATZC is an incredible program. It, you know, I hard to compare it to other uh, startups. So uh, once you became aware of it, it was kind of a no brainer at that point. Yeah, it was. Well, the 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 tough part was getting in. Getting in, <laughs> right? That was a new hurdle, right? Yes. So now, what do you need more of right now? How can we help you? Well, actually, you know, we've been actively working with ATDC. They've been very supportive. Mm-hmm. One of the things we've been trying to do is to uh, create legal content for the startup community, so for the ATDC community. Um, uh, as I said, you know, John Avery here, we've been working with him. He's been very supportive. We've been bringing in firms like Morris Manning to create the sort of the startup content to, to help startups. I mean, we're kind of fortunate and in a way, unf- no, not very fortunate to be uh, start with three lawyers. So we don't right. have the legal needs, but we have other, a lot of other needs. Right. But we can contribute it back. So we want to build like, uh, you know, uh, uh, legal content, legal focus, um, startup hub, you know. For, so for the startups content. can access this. Yes. And then maybe save some legal fees. Yes. Because they would get some at least general knowledge. General knowledge. And also, you know, uh, the, the platform is actually geared toward you, uh, matching you with expertise that you really need. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, uh, you know, law firm lawyers are really expensive and you want to find the right expert. You know, if you have uh, uh, IP issues, intellectual property issues or anything like that, you know, you can go and see lawyers who, you know, may be more fitting what you need. And also what our platform does is there's an engagement element as well. It allows you to, uh, 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 you know, directly engage with outside lawyers who produce the content or who, uh, who, are, who are from law firms that you can, uh, uh, you know, ask them questions, chat and things like that without, uh, you know, the costly uh, uh, you know, having to engage them first. Right. And that we can kind of see if it's kind of a fit. You're, you're yes. getting to see them kind of perform. So you can say, Hey, you know what? This person's personality would be a good fit for us. They seem smart, knowledgeable, and I kind of like their way they're communicating. That's right. That's right. And then if somebody wanted to learn more about next Juris, what's the coordinates? Uh, go to next And then uh, you can get on board in the freemium. Right, it's you know what the 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 what, uh, the site is actually free to anybody who wants to sign up, even in house lawyer uh, uh-huh. in uh, house lawyers and law firm lawyers. It's just that if you want the premium content, so we have uh, courses and we have short videos. So a lot of law firms would put up like five minutes legal updates on right. something. Those are all free. We the only where we charge is uh, basically for the courses. 
Good stuff. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We'll see you next time on ATDC Radio.